Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Lily and Maddie is not here with us today. Mom is actually filling in and we're really excited to have her on the show today. She's going to talk a lot about classical education and contemplation and all the things you you guys know we love. And Maddie and I have talked a little bit about that kind of stuff here on the podcast, but I really like having mom's perspective on it because she has studied this stuff way more than we have and a lot of what we have learned and you guys have heard us talk about, we've learned from her. So I am very excited to have her on the show today. Maddie is gone because she is not feeling well and we all, it's a whole deal. We'll tell you guys about it in the next episode because this episode was supposed to be one where we talked all about our trip to Williamsburg and we told you guys we were going to share about that but we're going to wait on that one for a week and let Maddie feel better because we all ended up getting sick, except you, right? Right. You were the only one to not get I'm, sick. I'm still unscathed. <laughs> on the whole trip. So it was a lovely time. We we had a great trip, but everyone did end up not feeling so great most of the time that we were there and Maddie just caught it. So mom is filling in for her, but we're really excited to talk with you. See, I I talk as if Maddie is still here and we're all recording. (laughs) I am excited to talk with you today about contemplation. And I think that this is going to be a great conversation for all ages because whether you're young or old, we all need to have the habit and form the habit of contemplation in our lives because it's something that leads us to the Lord. It's something that helps us understand and cultivate these virtues that are so necessary to our souls and how we function in the midst of a world that is busy and hurried and constantly telling us that that's the point of life. Just go, go, go. No breaks, no quiet, no peace. And that somehow at the end of our lives, we're going to be satisfied with that. We're going to be satisfied with this idea that we ran as hard as we could and we tried as hard as we could and we finally achieved something, but we're not quite sure what that's going to be. So mom, start off with whatever you want to start off with and we'll get this conversation rolling. Okay. Well, we are going to pull in a little piece of our Williamsburg trip yes. because it just brought up again for me hearing the uh, different presenters who portrayed some of the founding fathers mm-hmm. uh, in their presentations. They spoke quite a bit about their education and how they became what they became, who they became. Mm-hmm. And it just reiterated to me my love of classical education and our choice to homeschool in that manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, just thinking back when we were first deciding to homeschool and I was doing all the research, I remember this giant book that I read that gave kind of a synopsis of all of the different methods or models of homeschooling that were around at that time. And I got to the classical education section and it talked about the founding fathers mm-hmm. being educated in that way. And I thought, well, that's what I want for my kids because I expect you guys to 
expectations over your guys. Exactly. I expect you guys to accomplish great things Mm -hmm. for the Lord. And uh, these men certainly did. And so our trip to Williamsburg has, has rekindled a love of classical education. It's rekindled our interest in that revolutionary colonial time period. And so we've all come home and we've kind of dug into some of the books that we bought quite a while ago and have just not gotten to yet. And uh, so I was reading a little bit about George Washington this week and his spy ring during the Revolutionary War. And uh, just again, the the education of those folks. Benjamin Talmadge, in particular, was who I was reading about this week, who kind of led that spiring of, of George Washington's. And it talked about how his father, who was the pastor of this little Long Island community, educated all the boys mm-hmm. uh, during that time who had aspirations of going to college, to university, uh, Benjamin being one of those, and he uh, he actually could have gone to Yale Law School, was accepted there at age 13, mm-hmm. but his father thought that he was a little bit too young at 13, so made him wait until he was 15 to go off to Yale, and that just really made me think about <laughs> how much lower our expectations are for our young folks today. Mm-hmm. You know, Scott and I often think about our our own experiences as teenagers and in college and and uh, my graduate school and his Air Force Academy experience and just how different, how much lower the expectations are for kids mm-hmm. these days, like to get into nursing school and the folks graduating from the nurse practitioner programs these days don't necessarily have to write a thesis anymore. Like we've decided that's too difficult. <laughs> and I can tell you about that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the candy stripers don't have to wear the red and white dresses anymore. Yeah. There's no caps for the nurses. There's no <laughs> thesis for the graduate program anyway. But I can tell you that those hard things, those yeah. things that we didn't like necessarily, the training that Scott went through at the Air Force Academy where they you know, we're not allowed to eat and they had to memorize all of these things and they, you know, had these just expectations of perfection, really. Those are transformative in our lives, those mm-hmm. hard things. And uh, it's also made us think about the hard things in our spiritual development. And I that's kind of where we want to go, I think, in this podcast is, is contemplation of truth and how much attention that takes from us mm-hmm. and how hard it is for us to accomplish that in today's society mm-hmm. with the low expectations and this, like, scrolling through... Facebook and Instagram and short YouTube videos and, you know, the the young people and people my age, too. I mean, all of us are included in this. We've just lost this habit of attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree. And I even see, you know, the young people around my age and younger, they'll talk about their school experiences, especially in our Bible study group, you know, we'll come together on Thursday nights and they'll be like, yeah, this person wrote this that was just absolutely terrible. And they mm-hmm. didn't have any concept of punctuation or grammar, or just, you know, how to phrase something or to make something beautiful out of words and, you know, just mm-hmm. different things like that, that 
we have, I feel like, always had a great tradition of and a great concept of in America, especially because we have come from these amazing people that have founded our country, wrote the Constitution, wrote things like the Declaration and Articles of Confederation and all these things and and had these debates even. Like when you look Mm at um, one of the things that I'm really interested in now after hearing James Madison in particular speak Mm -hmm. in Williamsburg was the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists and their debates back and forth. I was just listening to a podcast earlier this week where they were talking about how they were looking, it was specifically Madison and Hamilton. Hamilton, and it was like Federalist 18 or something, I think, where they were looking at Germany and their history Mm. and how all these like little states would, one little state in particular got strong enough that they could have overthrown the whole government in Germany Mm -hmm. at one point. And so, you know, Madison and Hamilton, under the name Publius, were making the point that, well, this can't happen in America. And if we don't have a strong constitution and a strong federal government, then one of these states could be big enough, strong enough to overthrow all of us. Mm -hmm. And so we need to join together and just all these things I'm getting into, a lot of these things. But we come from these people who had these debates, who thought through things and they knew their history and they knew these important things that now kids don't even know who Marquis Lafayette is, right? right. Or they don't know who George Washington, well, we just saw um, right. a, a small video earlier this morning, mom showed us of this guy who kind of went out and just asked people different random questions about history and honestly math and common sense right common sense and one of his questions was who is the first president of the united states of america and this one girl was like i have no idea and then she's like wait maybe i do know was it abraham lincoln right and it's just shocking how far we've degraded into this i don't even know what kind of state of country and education all these different things so i definitely see a lot of this in our younger generation and a lot of it is happening within public schools Mm -hmm. and i know that this is a very you know heated debate back and forth whether you know people think that if you homeschool your kids that they're not going to be able to function socially they're not going to be able to have people skills or you know any of that and then if you're in public school some homeschoolers think well that you're just dumb then or whatever and so we have these heated debates but what we want to come to today is kind of this conversation about just our attention Mm -hmm. and how this truly does affect our spiritual progress and how this affects our our souls and the heart of all that we're doing in the church and in our everyday lives when it comes to Christianity and just living for Jesus, which is ultimately what we're always coming back to, right? Mm -hmm. Everything, everything that we talk about here on the show and um, on the blog and all of this points back to how can we live for Jesus better than we did yesterday? Mm-hmm. How can we progress to this state of education where we're where we're teaching people and we're encouraging them and we are not making the same mistakes that people did, you know, a hundred years ago because we know our history and we know the things that we need to know in order to be better and in order to lead people better as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, spiritually we need to set higher expectations for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to just fall into the the once a week church attendance and then not pay any attention to your spiritual growth in between. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking if we asked people to take just five minutes right now 
Lily and and contemplate a certain verse of scripture, that five minutes would feel like we were torturing people. <laughs> An eternity. If we were just silent and we tried to just pay attention, just focus, just contemplate one verse, we would not be able to do it mm-hmm. very easily. Our minds wander. We start thinking about something else. We pick up our phones, which are always right beside us. Yeah. And it's just really, really a hard thing to do. And yet we, we just heard together that the habit of attention is the heart of prayer Mm -hmm. and that our soul has a violent resistance to us doing this hard work of contemplating, of paying attention to something. And it's even a more negative reaction than our body has to a physical fatigue, doing something physically hard like exercise or, you know, moving a heavy object or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. We are more likely to accomplish that physical thing than we are to the the mental fortitude, perseverance yeah. to do the contemplation, to seek out truth, to really do a deep dive mm-hmm. into a certain subject and to actually find the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. That's something that strikes me about today's society is that we so quickly jump to a conclusion based on a Facebook post or an Instagram reel or an abstract of an article, you know, of research says, but we don't do a deep dive into any certain thing anymore. We just take those little snippets as the truth. Mm -hmm. And it's really uh, hurt us, Mm -hmm. I think. Well, and we could do a whole different podcast episode on this, but could this be why we have so much mental illness in our communities today, Mm -hmm. in our country today, in our world? We have so much of this mental illness, and could it be because people are not seeking out the truth? Mm -hmm. They're not being taught how to chase after what matters. You know, they're just constantly, well, like kids in school today are taught, you know, you need to learn this fact so that you can write this paper so that you can pass this test. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what we're learning. We're not learning how to learn. We're Mm -hmm. not learning how to actually be attentive to what the words before us in a book are actually saying and Mm -hmm. the meaning behind them and how we can apply that to our lives. It's just, okay, I need to remember this one point in Mm -hmm. this book so that I can put it in this or I can pass the test. And then we forget it, right? right? We just totally lose it because we weren't paying attention. And it wasn't something that we allowed to penetrate our soul and Mm -hmm. mind. And I think that that's why especially young people today and people who are, you know, millennial age, older people are, are losing it mentally because they're not chasing after something true, good, and beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's not this, I'm going to have this knowledge for the rest of my life kind of thought. And I think that's why we're putting people on medication and Mm -hmm. stuff because they're losing it. Mm -hmm. They literally are losing it because they don't have the ability, or they do, but they haven't been taught how to cultivate this Mm -hmm. virtue of learning to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminded me, I think it was Francis Chan who once said that his daughter was in some kind of, I don't know if it was like a Sunday school group or a classroom setting or what it was, but he said that 
her teacher or her, you know, Sunday school teacher, whatever, had told the class for the week that they had to spend an hour in prayer Mm -hmm. and just quiet, you Mm -hmm. know, don't do anything, don't listen to music, don't listen to a podcast, whatever. And she said, she came home and was telling Francis about it and was like, dad, nobody could do it. Like they all came back and said, there is no way I can spend an hour. And he didn't even say that you had to do it an hour straight, Mm -hmm. you know, for a whole entire hour from two to three, you have to do this today. It was like just for an hour this week, you know, at different times where you get five minutes here, but really try to get an hour in and they couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And they were students who couldn't do it. And I don't think just like you said earlier, I think if we ask people to do that today, whether it be in a church setting, a school setting, whatever, a lot of us would find that we probably couldn't do it and that it would probably drive us a little bit insane because we're so used to being so busy. Like, when did we get so busy Mm -hmm. that we can't contemplate for even five minutes Mm -hmm. at a time? That's just insane to me. Right. And I also have talked with so many young girls as I disciple them and stuff, and I know you have too, mom, that they can't pray. Like, they Mm -hmm. have this trouble when they come to the word and they're going to pray before they get into it and they're going to ask the Lord to help them to see something or to Mm -hmm. learn something. And they're like, I just can't do it. Even if I set my phone out of the room, you know, I'm still distracted by what's on the wall, the picture on the wall or the, you know, whatever, the noise behind me or my family gets in the way or whatever. And there are a lot of people I feel like who are struggling with their prayer lives Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to be consistent in that because they don't have the attention span right now. And luckily, this is the good news I think that we want to share with you all in this episode is that that is something that we can cultivate. It's going to be hard. It's going to take practice. It's going to be this almost lifelong effort to learn how to do this. But the Lord has given us the ability. And why has he given us this ability? Because he wants us to learn. Because he has this knowledge. He holds all the wisdom that we wish to obtain. And so this is the whole point. He's given us minds that long to seek after something. He's given us minds that can retain information. Mm -hmm. And we have brilliant people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, look at our founders. Look at these people who are just brilliant. And if they can do it, then we have to look at these people and say, well, how did you do it? How did you get to this point? And when you start to look at their lives and you study them, most importantly, right, we study, you start to see that they put in a lot of practice. It wasn't something that, oh, I was just naturally born with this ability to, you know, memorize things or whatever. No, this is something we work at and this is something Mm -hmm. we cultivate. Mm -hmm. So could you speak a little bit to that? I don't know, for young people, for people who are having trouble, I mean, for everybody, I guess, but for young people specifically, um, is where I'm coming from, who struggle with their prayer lives, who struggle to have that attention span. How do we cultivate that, practically mm-hmm. speaking? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the the first thing, and I won't spin any tales and, uh, <laughs> you know, say that I am perfect at this. There are times in my life where it has been more intentional and mm-hmm. and I have worked on developing this habit of attention and contemplation. And to do that, set very small goals for yourself at first. Mm-hmm. And the very first thing that you need to do, you hit on it a little bit, is to ask the Lord to help you yeah. in accomplishing this. 
you ask the Lord to help you take your thoughts captive Mm -hmm. and to help you pay attention and to eliminate the background noise and distractions from you. And you pray against the enemy because why is it so hard for us to pay attention? You know, we said there at the beginning that that the habit of attention is at the heart of prayer and the enemy doesn't want you to have that. He doesn't want you to have that prayer life and the knowledge and the truth that comes through that. And so he will do all in his Mm -hmm. ability to distract you and and to make it very difficult for you to have time to pray. So that's the very first thing is to ask the Lord for help, to rebuke the enemy and his efforts in trying to stop you from it, and then set small goals. Start with one minute, Mm -hmm. choose a short scripture and just contemplate that. And it doesn't have to happen uh, in one sit-down session. You know, he tells us to pray without ceasing. And I think that just lends itself to picking out a scripture or two that you can think about through the day. Mm -hmm. Several times a day, it will just come to you. And then you'll start seeing yourself make connections um, to other scriptures. Or you'll hear a song and they'll be like, oh, that reminds me of the scripture Mm -hmm. that I was thinking about. Or you'll have a conversation that lends itself to you sharing that scripture with someone. It just, you know, snowballs and and gets less and less difficult as time goes by. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me, a lot of people ask us like, Lily and Maddie, how do you come up with your podcast topics. And Mm -hmm. a lot of what we talk about here on the show is just from our normal quiet time and Mm -hmm. from learning different things from reading. You know, like I'm listening to a podcast about the Federalist Papers. People would think, how does that come into a Christian podcast? But it does in different ways. And so you just have to be, and I am definitely not the best at this, mom can testify, at being well-read and just listening to things constantly. And it can be Mm -hmm. a variety of, you know, history or science or I don't know, math or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. you're kind of interested in and take that and turn a profit on it, like actually learn something and spend time cultivating that Mm -hmm. virtue of attention and actually being able to learn something and retain it. Mm -hmm. I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of us struggle to, we'll learn something and we know it for about a week, but that's about it. Well, when you're bringing it up in conversation, when you're writing about it, when you are talking about it, and you may not have a podcast, you may not have a blog, you may not have those things, that's okay. Like write it down in your journal thing that I've been thinking about for 2023, a goal that I think I'm going to have is to have a floor legium. And that just means, okay, that's a fancy word for having a commonplace journal to just put beautiful things, right? So you hear a quote that you realize is true, good, and beautiful, and you write that down so that you can remember it and you can contemplate it later. So maybe that's a way that you can, you know, this week you hear a quote or you read something and you write it down and then you come back to it later in the week and you spend five minutes just reading that over and over again and contemplating it and maybe sharing it, sending it to somebody else to contemplate as well or to hear their thoughts on it or something like that. It's really hard to forget something when you're making an effort like that, an intentional effort Mm -hmm. to share it with someone else or just allow it to impact your soul and allow the Lord to use it to work on you. That's the beautiful thing about scripture, especially, is that you read something and the Lord reveals different things to you and you can read it a million times and it still 
affects mm-hmm. us in different mm-hmm. ways depending on our circumstances right. or you know what someone else says or what someone else is going through and that is a beautiful thing and something that God can use to impact our hearts and teach us how to be attentive to the things of him and how to help others as well because this is a huge way we can learn to serve and be intentional with others because I mean on a weekly basis, I'm sending texts with scripture in them. I mm-hmm. am sending them, hey, I heard this quote and I thought I would just send it to you because I know what you're going through right now or whatever. And that is so encouraging to people because it's not just, I mean, we all know that it it makes a huge difference when someone sends a text thinking of you or praying for you or whatever, but it's so much more special when someone puts some effort into it and says, hey, I watched this, I read this, I listened to this, or I was just thinking about this today, you know, Mm -hmm. and the Lord reminded me of this and I felt like I should share it with you. Right. Like you remember that for years and years and years to come. Mm -hmm. And that is an amazing way that we can serve and be intentional with others Mm -hmm. and love them in the time that they're going through, whatever they're going through, we can be an encouragement to them. So I love that. As you were saying that, it struck me how important it is though for us to be immersing ourselves Mm -hmm. in the true good and beautiful things of the world and not like choosing against social media, TV shows, music, Mm -hmm. movies that we know are not true good and beautiful. We don't want to contemplate those things. We don't want those things to gain um, any Mm headspace, any thoughts of ours. So we we do need to make good choices at the very foundation of all of this. Yeah. And it also brought to mind uh, some scripture from 2 Corinthians, and this is chapter 4. I'm starting at verse 16. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. So I love that passage that says we fix our gaze. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. We, we need to fix our gaze on the true, the good, and the beautiful. We need to be willing to overcome that reaction to not pay attention, to not develop that habit of contemplation, and really just fix our gaze on the Lord and mm-hmm. all the knowledge and wisdom that He has for us. And that brings us peace. Uh, as Lily was talking about the mental health issues mm-hmm. that brought to mind the the Philippians 4, 8 and 9 that says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Again, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Mm -hmm. So that's just right on what we're trying to explain. We should have just read that and then been quiet. (laughs) Just let Paul Uh, speak. And then contemplate that. Contemplate Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Mm. This is what brings peace 
yeah. to our lives. I think we hear that beginning part of that passage about, you know, whatever is true and admirable and pure and excellent. Think about those things, but we don't get the tail end of that is that is what brings you peace. Mm -hmm. Like this is what we were created to do, created in the image of God who was, is wise and creative and encouraging and just holy. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that we need to aspire to. And if the whole world has a lower expectation than that, we can't do much about that. But for ourselves, yeah, we can set a higher expectation and develop that habit of attention and contemplation that leads to the peace that we're all seeking. It doesn't come from anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that so many of us are just going with the flow of the world, right? right? We're, we're saying, well, yes. this is the expectation and I can't do anything about it. Well, that's just not true. In each of our lives, we have a biblical example mm -hmm. through Jesus's life to follow. And he set some very high standards for mm -hmm. us. And it's not this easy expectation but it's so worth it when you live up to this. And he helps us with this. This is not just, you know, us and our own strength thinking, okay, I'm going to be like Jesus today, you know, or whatever. It's not that. He helps us. He gives us this example. And one that I just love going back to is the example of Mary and Martha mm -hmm. and how, you know, Mary, she's sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him speak, right? She is being attentive to what he has to say. And she knows that she has this, this time with him that she doesn't have a lot of. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying she knows what's coming and she, but she knows that she doesn't get to be with him very often. And so she knows that she needs to sit at his feet and listen to what he has to say. Meanwhile, Martha is over here stressed out, overwhelmed, and she comes to Jesus, Jesus, not Mary. She comes to Jesus and says, Lord, why haven't you made my sister, make my sister come and help me with all of these things? And she's preparing the house and she's preparing a meal. And I think we often look at this story and think, well, Martha's in the wrong and Mary's in mm -hmm. the right. And not necessarily so. I think that Martha gives us a great example of what it means to, um, well, it brings to mind the Latin saying, or at labora, which simply means to pray and work. And I, I love that because Martha in this story understands what it means to work and mm -hmm. what it means to prepare your home and to be attentive to those things, which are important. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those are things that the Lord has placed within us, especially as women, to be feminine and trying to, to provide hospitality. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But there is also a time where we need to pray and mm -hmm. we need to be in quiet and we need to contemplate the things that the Lord has said in his word or is speaking to our hearts. So there are two examples in that story of what it looks like to contemplate, what it looks like to be attentive to different things at different times. Mm -hmm. And so one lesson we can learn from that is that Martha did not understand the timing. She mm -hmm. didn't understand that this was a time to be still. This was a time to be quiet and to be in contemplation with the Lord. That's something, I think that's a challenge for all of us as we go into our week this week. Maybe we're so used to being Martha and we need to be Mary a little more this mm -hmm. week. Maybe we need to be a little more quiet than we usually are and to read scripture a little more than we did last week. Again, set those small goals like mom said. It doesn't have to be, oh my goodness, I spent an hour in contemplation this week mm -hmm. and I did nothing but that and I thought about nothing, but it can be five minutes this week. Mm -hmm. And then you grow in that and you grow that attention right. span, which is, again, a beautiful thing and a beautiful virtue that the Lord lets us cultivate in our mm -hmm. daily lives. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, mom. Well, do you want to end us in prayer and then we'll update on a couple different things for the podcast and then we'll wrap up? Okay, sure. Lord, we just thank you for this time that we've had together. Lord, just help us to take our thoughts captive and to set high expectations for ourselves when it comes to contemplating truth, goodness, and beauty, when it comes to seeking out your word, when it comes to reaching out for you in all that we are doing through the week. Yes, we still have responsibilities and uh, things that we just have to do in day-to-day life, but we can seek you in all that we say and do. And we pray that you would just help us to do that. Help us to just contemplate scripture. Help us to pray more. Help us to be an encouragement to others to do the same. And we just thank you for your word that we've read today. Those two passages have really spoken to me just in a special way today. And I pray that that has been the case for other people listening as well. So uh, we will just look for you as we go into this next week and look forward to what you're going to do in our lives. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We appreciate it. I appreciated having mom on as well. So much wisdom that we can take into our week. Just a couple things about the podcast. Really exciting things, actually. So we hit 8,000 downloads while we were in Williamsburg. Maddie and I, we kind of took a break from social media and that kind of thing, and it was really nice to unplug, but we did check the podcast on, I don't know what it was, Wednesday or Thursday, and saw that we hit 8,000 downloads, and so that is a really, really exciting thing, and who knows, guys, maybe we'll hit um, 10,000 before the end of the year. I think that's kind of a lofty goal, but we'll see where the Lord takes it, and uh, we're really excited about celebrating that milestone with you guys because you know that without you hitting that download button on different episodes that you want to hear and listen to anytime, anywhere, we can't hit these milestones. We wouldn't be able to grow the podcast in this way and have different people listening from all over the world. And so we're really excited to celebrate with you. And that will be most likely if Maddie gets better and we're all doing well, that will be in the next podcast episode. And we'll talk about Williamsburg and our trip and all the fun things. And there may or may not be a new picture coming to the podcast that we're really, really excited about kind of updating a few things. And so it may not look the same when you come back next week, but we're really excited about those changes and just wanted you to know that upfront in case you're looking for our normal podcast cover. It may be different, but just look for the same name. Everything's staying the same that way. And we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye guys. (laughs) 